Greetings, friends, and soon-to-be friends, and uh, welcome to the Nifty Show. I'm Joel Com, and along with me is Zach. Hi, Zach. Hey, how's it going? I'm good, and also it looks like Sprite is here today. Yeah, Sprite decided as soon as I got on the call that she needed to also be part of it, so she's, yes. she's on the staff. Don't ignore me. Give me attention. I'm a cat. Don't you know I'm the boss? Uh, meow. So, uh, you know, we're always looking for interesting applications of NFTs, especially as they tie in to real world physical goods. And, and today we have a really interesting application of that. Nima Afshar has produced what is being called the world's first glow in the dark comic and street mech mint desk. That's a mouthful there. Nima, welcome to the Nifty Show. Thanks for having me, gentlemen. Good yeah, good to have you here. While um, while you're telling us what we're what this is all about, I'm going to go ahead and just play this video in the background. What is this threefoldcomics.com project? Yeah, so it is in fact the world's first full length glow in the dark comic. Uh, every page, even the inside, front, and back covers has glow in the dark inks. So yeah, it's a long time, uh, you know. Inception, long inception and lead up, but uh, yeah, finally produced it. And um, yeah, we're in the process of sending it out, minting it as a, an NFT project. And and down the line, people will be able to mint the, the mecca. Apologies for the um, ridiculously long title, but uh, <laughs> but it, I just uh, I wanted a one one sentence thing that basically tells you everything you need to know. Um, and uh, in implying utility. So you get something cool, physical object that's collectible, you get digital things, you get 10 years of utility. So that's what it's about. There's a lot to unpack here, but I, I think I need to hear the, the title of this again, especially the latter half. It's it's a full-length glow-in-the-dark comic and, and what? A street mech, mech mint disc. So basically the second half uh, is... The NFT, once you get it, you'll be able to mint um, a street mech, which is kind of like, uh, you know, I, you probably remember Mechaverse. Some people have forgotten it already. <laughs> um, but that was one of the biggest projects of 2021. And uh, and so basically when I saw them do it, because I've been a huge fan of like giant robots and Japanese anime and manga my whole life. So I saw what they did. As you can see, the logo there looks a little bit like an MLB logo um, mm -hmm. or an NBA mm -hmm. logo, but it kind of implies that there's this sports league where there's the gladiators fighting and they pilot these giant robots. And so I'll be releasing those as a series of like really funky, cool mecha. So um, yeah, 3D models and they'll have utility like six airdrops a year minimum uh, for like 10 plus years. So really trying to pack it in. So why a glow-in-the-dark physical comic? I mean, you could have done an NFT that was like, all right, and then you get to claim this comic book, which I think, you know, we've seen, I don't know if other collections have tied a comic directly to an NFT, but they've certainly created them off their IP to make available to collectors afterwards. Yeah, like um, Ben Morrow's Huxley. Uh, I don't know if you gentlemen are aware of that project. But that was a huge inspiration because I've been making comics for years and I really got heavily involved in NFTs end of 2020 just before things really blew up. Uh, you know, DeFi was hot, DeFi summer, and then NFTs started to really gather steam. Um, and and I 
you know, I almost, you know, did my collection of lame CryptoPunk coffee copies. No offense to anyone who's made a collection of CryptoPunk uh, knockoffs, <laughs> but There's I almost did that. <laughs> There's so many of them. But then Ben Marrow, who uh, worked with Weta Workshop and Halo, he's uh, quite a well-known concept artist. Um, released his series Huxley, and he had you know these digital comics as well tying into his world. And he's just released the third issue, which sold out. He released this incredible trailer. Avi Arad is going to produce the movie in Hollywood. So he's just kind of paved the way to show how you can create an IP and a, a comic book project and make something exciting uh, and super cool. Um, because I think a lot of NFT projects, you know, they'll release the, the 10K collection. Then later on, a storyline will come, whereas this is story-led. Well, and I can see here now also that the the glow in the dark version it, it changes the panel itself. I mean, you know, you've got these characters behind them here when you can see that they're glowing in the dark that aren't in the uh, regular illustrated panel. So it, it's not just uh, a cool little um, you know funky feature. It's part of the story. It's part of the narrative. Yeah, spot on. Yeah, yeah. The um. That was the idea to layer in story because no one's ever done that before. So it was just an exciting way to innovate. Um, back in the 90s, um, there was, you know, a lot of different um, experiment. There was experimentation done with covers, foil covers, holographic covers, glow-in-the-dark covers. And I remember a friend of mine in high school had this comic with a glow-in-the-dark cover, uh, this DC comic, Spectre. And I asked him, I said, oh, does it have glow-in-the-dark on the inside? And he said, oh, no, just the cover. So I think that planted the seed. And then years later, when I was ready to release my own comic, I thought, what's going to set it apart and what has never been done before? So I just thought it was an exciting way to do something new. And, uh, yeah, that's that's sort of how the, the project kicked off. And the Street Mech breakbeat is going to be the next phase of my story. This is kind of like the prequel. So when the Mech had come out, I'll continue telling this story in this cyberpunk dystopian world. You can see the uh, yeah the the comic there. It's quite effective with the with the one of these UV torches, which I'm including with every NFT. You get the, the physical comic and the torch, batteries included. Now, fr um, from an artistic perspective, the whole mm -hmm. glow in the dark thing, the, in the way that you're using it, where you actually do have different images uh, mm -hmm. in the same panel uh, in the plain light version versus the glow in the dark version um how how do you think somebody would go about reading that because they basically need, they need to look at everything twice to get the full effect they need to have the negative space there to see the panels the way that they were drawn and they need to see the layer beneath yeah that's a good question you can actually read it um you could read it through just you know once or just flip through it and then read it through, as you can see here in the, the little video, um, when you produce the UV light, it does actually produce enough light to comfortably read the comic, believe it or not. Um, it's sort of hard to see on the on the YouTube video, but um, but you can read it that way as well. Um, so, yeah, there's – what I wanted to create was something – because I love – I love comics that are really that a lot of effort and thought has been put into them. These labors of love, um, whereas not just something that you know uh, a company just churned out because they wanted to put something on the shelf. 
every month. You know, this is something that you can read and reread, and uh, and they're they're my favorite comics in my collection. I've got a huge collection, so I really want to put a lot of love and care and thought and to create something that is layered that you can read multiple times. What what I like about this is it reminds me of you know when you when you're a kid you know, and mom, dad say, go to sleep and you're under, you know, the blankets with your flashlight and your, you know, your books. And that's kind of reminiscent of that. It's like, you're almost doing something you're not supposed to be doing. You're seeing something that's not supposed to be seen. And, uh, I just, I, there's a little rebellious, uh, point to it, which I like. Yeah. I think, all, I think most kids and most of us who love books and love reading have done that at some point, you know, under the doona with the, with a torch, you know, <laughs> you're supposed to be asleep, but you know, um, but yeah, and I hope, I hope some kids do, you know, take the copy. This was actually a lot more explicit with, um, uh, you know, there was a lot more, um, sort of violence and swearing and stuff like that. Um, but when I, when I, I kickstarted this project initially and some friends reached out to me to back the project and they were like, Oh, you know, um, I can't wait to, for my kids to read it. And I thought, oh, I better tone this stuff down. <laughs> but the next series of stories that come out will be much more sex violence and, you know, sex drugs and techno music, much more cyberpunk. You know, I don't know if you gentlemen read, are familiar with Snow Crash or uh, William Gibson's work, Neuromancer, that sort of thing. It'll be much more in that vein. So much more hardcore. But yeah. this is kind of family friendly. You know, your kids will be able to read it. It, this, this comic is is really cool, and it's it's cool that you you've got these these NFTs that are coming with it. But I I feel like the the whole ten years of utility thing got a little glossed over. I want to give you the the chance to really dive into that and what that means and the long term value that people can expect out of that part of the project. Yeah, it's interesting. Um, one of my one of my best friends, he's a huge, massive DJ, and he's just getting involved in NFTs. But he said. You know, I showed him the project and I said, oh, you know, give me your honest feedback. And he said, oh, 10 years utility for me is a red flag. That's what he said. He said, like, how could you commit that long? Like 10 years is a lifetime in NFTs. And I said, man, I've been already working on this for 12 years. I've got a, like 100,000 words of law and story written. Like this is my life's work. Like if I had the chance to work on this for the next 10 years, well, hell yeah, of course I'm going to do it. So the, the utility will be for the mint disc every year. There'll be a minimum graphic novel, like 50, 60 page comic that people get airdropped for the mint disc, a black and white version. And for the mecha avatar, people decide to mint one. They'll get a color version and they'll get five more airdrops of art. I'll be commissioning a whole bunch of awesome concept artists, NFT artists, comic book artists from all around the world, Japanese creators uh, who've inspired me and uh other artists do short comic side stories so um yeah it's sort that, of that's value that that's that's value right there and you know see the fact that you said 10 years i've i've been building this for you know 12 this is what i do tells us like there's no reason for you to not deliver and over deliver on that and i wish more people in the nft space had that same mentality of like, you know, I'm doing what I love. I'm going to, of course, I'm going to keep creating and, and put a roadmap behind this. So, uh, so, so good on you for that. How do people get these? Yeah. On the 18th of May, um, 
9 a.m. PST. Uh, as you can see, their reserve whitelist is open on the website. So people can just click and put their details in the premium list. Um, the whitelist is still open. And, um, yeah, it will, at 9 a.m., anyone who's whitelisted can mint. And then at 4 p.m., it'll be a public sale if there's anything left over. With any luck, we'll, you know, we'll move units pretty quickly. Um, and one other thing that we're kicking in, which is I think what people want to hear, when, especially when markets are down, um, is anyone that mints um, within the first week will get an additional airdrop seven days after the launch we're airdropping just a, just a Mecca Mint disc. So especially I think, um, you know, when, when <laughs> markets are rough, you know, you want to still be able to buy NFTs and participate. So I, I think it's um, going to add a lot of value for early adopters and people that I hope will like the project and, yeah, get on board to support it. Nice. Zach, any further questions on your end? Uh, no, I, I just I, – I love the whole uh, – going wholesale into it, acknowledging that this is your life's work. And uh, it sounds to me, you know, when you when you were saying that there's there's airdrops that are going to be part of every year for somebody who's holding one of these things like that, that screams, you know, massive value to somebody who's a fan of your work or who appreciates the new stuff that you're putting out. So that, that's just really cool. Yeah, I just wanted to add as well, it's not just my work. So there will be some, I'm going to be um, pursuing some pretty big names. So, and some of their work, when I, when they airdrop, there'll be rarity scores. So, you know, I think it'd be really cool to get something that is uh, special, you know, um, that, and, and hopefully it's kind of like NFT yield farming. So hopefully people, if, you know, if they get a rare, more rare airdrop, then, you know, they'll be able to either collect it or, or sell it for a profit. So I want right. something that will really continue giving value to people. Looking forward to uh, to holding these in our hands, not the NFTs, the physical work. I'm going to get under the covers and, and read a comic book and pretend like I'm 10 years old again because that's fun. The website is threefoldcomics.com. Nima, we uh, wish you the best with this and, and keep us posted on developments. Thanks, gentlemen. Thanks so much for having me on the show. All right. Zach, this, I, you know, you know I, I look for the unique stuff that comes in because our email, our inbox is filled. I literally, right now it is filled and I'm so far behind on looking through stuff. So uh, this is a cool one. Yeah, and you know, I, I can tell that this is this is coming from somebody who's truly passionate because he's showcasing his flex of uh, Akira merchandise in the, in the back cabinet there, which is not going to mean a whole lot to a lot of our viewers, but will mean a lot to those who recognize it. Let's pull, pull Nima back up again. Let's show that, Chris. <laughs> uh, explain what 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 is that in the cabinet behind you there, Nima? Uh, yeah, that's my that's sort of yeah that's my uh, toy cabinet. So the Akira Mech, the, the bike that you can see there, actually has sound and light. Um, yeah, it's they're pretty they're pretty cool. The, the the connection that I'm making here is that Akira is widely regarded as one of the most influential and and talent driven animation slash manga productions on the planet, mm. and uh, it's it's typically um, represented by people who appreciate those aspects of it. So it's always good to to have an artist on who's into that sort of thing. Yeah, it's all. Oh, this is kind of my Akira. That's that's the goal is for me to make my epic, my cyberpunk epic, and um, yeah. And when I'm pursuing mech designers to do guest designs, Katsuhiro Otomo, the creative Akira, will be one of the people I'll be approaching 
So because we'll be getting in guest designers. So I can't promise anything, of course, um, but that's where we're going big with this one. Nice. It sure would be incredible. Yeah. Well, I'll tell you, since we brought you back in, we're going to let you end the show. And we, we end every episode by looking right at the screen and saying, keep it nifty. So, Nima, take us home. Keep it nifty. Looking into the future, what do we see? It's lined with digital collectibles. We call them NFTs. Games, trading cards, digital art, and those crypto kitties. Joel and Zach are the hosts you'll know. Joel and Zach say this will blow. They're locked and loaded, so ready, set, go. It's the Nifty, really kind of spiffy. The Nifty Show.